Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Well, you've come to the wrong place. We're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Do you want to share your personal experience first, or you want me to? Um, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, we started, you know, it was 7 o'clock. We got there ready to... Actually, I'll, I got up at 3 a.m. because <laughs> I had read something recently about Lindsay Webster talking about how Ryan Atkins loves getting up early, extra early, to be able to eat breakfast and let it digest and kind of just hang out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm very used to getting up an hour before I need to leave so that I can just get ready, you know, do the normal stuff. But then that doesn't really leave time to really digest breakfast. Right. Especially running, you know, running the early elite heats and whatnot. Yeah. So I figured I'd try it out. I'm out here in the in the woods, you know, hanging out with my family and friends. Why not? And so I got up at three all by myself and had my breakfast on the way to the venue and got out there. And man, they were still, still going. Yeah. It was, you know, they, they hadn't slept that night. No. They were still working to get things ready. And another testament to just how they're a small crew mm-hmm. and they're working their tails off to, to make this stuff happen. Um, so I got out there and set my stuff up in the dark and set up my OCR talk flag and <laughs> put on my clothes and got ready. And, and I, I honestly, I liked the way I felt at the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. Usually I struggle with, either being too full or not full enough. And I, I think eating that early was super helpful. Now, I don't think I will, I will go to the venue that early <laughs> again next time. <laughs> but I was staying in a like a one-room cabin with a loft uh, with my family, so I didn't want to sit th- around there and, and disturb them. Right. But next time, that's my plan, is to get up that early again. I want to try that again next time because hmm. I, I really like the way it made me feel stomach wise yeah that's not a bad idea and so when we started uh, a little late you know we started at seven not six as we were supposed to but my first lap i was feeling really good <laughs> now <laughs> so so we started and we noticed some people going out pretty fast yeah i was noticeably looking at lance johnson because i know he's he's a quick guy mm-hmm. that runs long distances and zach who i can't never remember his last name but zach who has uh, I've come to I've come second to twice at other battle events. Mm-hmm. So I, I was watching them, and I actually was keeping up with them. Now Lance was ahead of us, but he actually got, <laughs> kept getting lost, and we'd see him and be like, yeah. "No, you got to go this way." 
so we were, you know, me, him, and, and Zach were together for the most of the first lap. And like I said, at the those wall climbs, we were all helping each other get over them. Mm-hmm. And there were two guys that were apparently ahead of all of us. Now, we did get lost in that, that muddy mess <laughs> where, and here's what happened there. They they were planning on us going through that lake, mm-hmm. that pond, that pond, but it dried up on them. Mm-hmm. So they you could tell they already had flags going that way, <laughs> but they hadn't taken them out. That was the problem is that people got into the, the mud and then they saw the other flags and they're like, oh, well, this is the way to go. Well, no, it wasn't. You were supposed to turn back up the hill and and then come around the other side mm-hmm. so we all go through the mud pit and then we're coming out of the mud pit up this hill and we see all these people running by and we're like what <laughs> in the world and they're like hey you were supposed to go that way back there and you were uh, supposed to go down that hill <laughs> so we ended up you know getting in the mix with that crew so i don't i have no idea who passed us up there but i know we were still there were only two people that were ahead of ahead of any of us except for Lance. Lance ended up winning, but there was only two people ahead of me and Zach at that point. And so I don't know, did they pass us there or was there just other issues that, you know, timing issues that we won't get into because we don't have the chip times at this point. But that first lap I was with them. And at the end of it, I know I actually pulled away from Zach, which I was kind of surprised for, about. And then Lance pulled ahead of us. But as I said, the, the one thing I will mention about chip time issues, when we came out of the woods, like the first time, I, we saw somebody like basically going through the finish obstacles. Mm-hmm. And we thought to ourselves, there's no way because there was another mile and a half left. So that put them easily, you know, with obstacles and terrain, another half hour ahead of us. Right. It's like, how would they get that much time? Anyways. So that's just, that was my personal experience is, is seeing somebody like way ahead of us and, and all three, me, Zach and Lance were all like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah. But so we, we kept them going and I put in about the end of my second lap, I started feeling what I've come to think is low blood pressure. And I'm, I'm going to get a stress test this week actually to, to find that out mm-hmm. because my blood pressure has always been like in the good range. But every time you go to the doctor, you're resting. So right. And I think my problem is that whenever I exercise, my blood pressure is going down instead of up to match my heart rate. Hmm. And so that makes me to where it's like running feels like it exhausts me so fast. So I put in a good 10, 11 miles before that happened. Mm-hmm. But then after that, since I did think that maybe I was still in contention for the podium, I was like, well, I'll just I, I see Zach struggling. Turned out he ended up getting stung by hornets at one point. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, so I was like, I'll just keep walking. You know, I can walk the whole eight hours and and possibly still come away with something. So that's that's for the most part what I did. I ended up getting, you know, I completed three laps. Mm-hmm. And on the last lap, I was asking, where's Zach? Where's Zach? And he was still out. And I was looking at when he left, trying to figure it out strategic wise. Do I need to go out? Is it possible that he'll do another one? Mm-hmm. So I ended up deciding whenever... I, I'll go out whenever I come back to the festival area for the first time. I'll find out, you know, from whoever's around if he came through. And if he hasn't, if he's not gone back out again, I would just stop there because there was no catching whoever was in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially since I couldn't run. 
So I just left it at that. So I came back out, had about 15 minutes till the time cut off. Zach came in shortly after he was done. And so I stopped at that point. And before I went out, before on my, on my third lap, I actually tore my hand. And it wasn't it was just one tear. It wasn't too bad. But those gloves that I got, mm-hmm. the little Spartan for, forfeit. Oh, the Fit4 gloves? The Fit4 yeah, gloves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had those as my backup plan, and, and they ended up working great. So I took a Band-Aid, put it over my where I tore my hand, and then put those on over it. And my hand felt pretty comfortable, like hmm. grabbing every, things. I didn't have any issues after that. So I, I don't think I'll wear those to start out any race, but I I do think on a race where I don't come back into a pit, I might stick them in my pockets because they're so small. And I, I love wearing those high leak shorts with the little pockets. And that's where I put all my, my gels and stuff. I'm going to stuff them in there just as a, as a precaution. Cause I, I think they worked really well for that. Yeah. That's what's good about them is they're so compact and they're, I mean, you can just kind of stuff them anywhere and you can bring them all along with you. Yeah. And having the ones that wrap all the way around your wrist, you know, that would be a lot more cumbersome, mm-hmm. possibly a little bit more secure, but, but more tricky to bring out just as a just in case kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I finished with uh, just over 20 miles. I was on lap four and uh, stopped on lap four. And you can see on Instagram, I, I took a picture with that cut out that what's her name? What's the girl that brought the uh, the woodworking stuff? That oh, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Ashley. She brought that little cut out and I took a picture with it and I wrote, she had it to where you could write on it with chalk. Yeah. So I wrote on it, I quit on my fourth lap, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know, is really for strategic purposes. And I was already, you know, suffering and I didn't want to push myself too hard because I knew I was going to have, you know, I was having issues already. Yeah. And, uh, and then really there was no point podium, uh, placement wise. So, so I stopped there and at that point I felt okay. But once I started like, okay, let me start drinking some water. Let me eat some stuff to like replenish what I've lost. I started getting a little nauseous. So my stomach was feeling a little rough. So all the time that you saw me just laying around, yeah. that's why. It's because that's why I didn't get a snowball. And, and that's why I was just kind of like, I don't think I really talked to anybody after that because I just felt really crappy. Yeah, you were kind of quiet after the yeah. after the race. It was, yeah, yeah. Completely understandable, though. I think the heat got to everybody by the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing that I've read that low blood pressure, it, you know, that's one thing that hits it hard is, is high heat. Mm-hmm. So that reminds me, every time I got into a creek to try to stave off that, that heat exhaustion, Yeah, I would run through the creek, and when you before just before you get out of the creek, I would lay down in it. And I'd mm-hmm. lay down, take a moment, turn over. Like put my face in it. <laughs> yeah. Try and cool your, cool down your core. Yeah. And the very last, that fourth lap, I was, I did it one time and I was like, I can't do this anymore because I'm not going to want to get up. Yeah. Keep going. So, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. I, I wish I could have performed better, which, you know, I'm, I'm working on finding out what the problem is with that. So hopefully mm-hmm. next time. But uh, I was proud of how I pushed myself through to get to, to where I did. And I, I didn't have any issues with any obstacles. I had to redo the rope swing one time. I just missed the uh, the net. But uh, besides that, I was able to make it through it all. And you did all the obstacles. Good for you. Yep. <laughs> so that was, so I, I had a good time. Obviously there was podium issues, but besides that, I, I really did enjoy myself. Well, that's good. And that's, that's really what it's all about. I mean, right. 
personally, my experience was a little more, um, I guess it was like soul searching (laughs) (laughs) just because I've had, I've had time to reflect on it and I've had pretty much that whole day to think about it and everything. And I was just, I got a little into my own or a little too much into my own head on that Mm. first lap. And how so like, so I had studied the map and, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like Ryan Atkins and Lindsay Webster in that aspect where I, I'm I'm like really studying this map. Like what obstacles are these? What obstacles are grouped together? Where's, where's my running portions that I can really open up on? You know, things like that. The thing that got me was like, or it didn't get me, but the, the surprise factor in that was the elevation, of course, because I don't think anybody mm. expected that kind of, those kind <laughs> of climbs during that race, right. um, especially on that trail. So that was kind of like a wild card factor. Um, But I felt really good coming into this race. I had felt really confident in my training. I had put more miles on my feet and I was training a lot more and doing a lot more heavy carries and endurance trainings. And coincidentally, some of my workouts that I've done with, you know, me and a couple of my friends at Baton Rouge. I wasn't able to make it first thing in the morning. So I would either mm. end up sleeping in and having to go work out at, you know, in the middle of the day in the heat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was the heat didn't really didn't really bother me too much until, you know, my last lap. We started the we started the uh, the course and we went under those, you know, those uh, over under throughs and I was feeling really good. I was I had settled into into a really good rhythm really early on. and. Like it just felt like, you know, it just kind of felt like riding a bicycle to me and I was feeling really Mm -hmm. confident and keeping a good pace. And I felt like I was in a really comfortable pace and had a really comfortable groove going and I was behind (laughs) y'all. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I know my pace is kind of faster than it's kind of the top end of where I thought I was going to start at, but I feel like I could keep up this pace all day. Like this is (laughs) pretty doable. And my heart rate was under control and I was feeling really good. And then I were followed. You, the... Were you out front for the ladies? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't see any other girls in front of me because all I saw was y'all in front of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that's why I followed y'all down the creek bed. <laughs> <laughs> I could see y'all in in my distance, in, in the distance. I was behind y'all. I wasn't super close behind y'all, but I was, I was a good good ways away to where y'all were constantly in in my eyesight and i was so were you, know, you in up. the 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 muddy pit the same time we were oh my god <laughs> as soon as i went down that embankment and as soon as i stepped into that mud it went halfway up my body and as soon as i stepped in it i was like this isn't right <laughs> this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right and i started getting panicked and frustrated and i'm like trying to make my way out and i can see y'all like struggling through the same thing i am and i'm trying to i'm trying to climb up the embankment to where it's a little less deep because i'm i'm like yeah. i'm starting to panic and i'm like oh my god this feels like quicksand <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm going to die down here no but um but yeah so i'm trying to climb up the embankment and i hear one of the guys up front shout, I heard somebody shout, Oh, we're supposed to go up over here or something like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to make my way over there. So I'm like, I'm like fighting my way over there and I'm getting gas because now I've got like 
pounds and pounds of mud on me and on my feet yeah. and I'm trying to climb my way and climbing up that embankment it was super steep <laughs> so as I'm climbing up the embankment I see people just running along the top and I'm like mm -hmm. those people I'm like oh no those people were in the back oh no oh no oh no and I start to I <laughs> uh, just uh. so I'm like okay just just keep going just it is what it is you just have to keep going so I start running along and I'm like but then I'm getting more frustrated because I'm like, dang it, now I have to play catch up. I hate playing catch up. This is, you know, this is not how I wanted to start this race. I've got 15 pounds of mud on each leg and I'm trying to run the same pace I was going before and it's just not happening. And I'm trying to play catch up this whole time. And and that was like the downhill from there because as soon as that started going, it would it just started snowballing for me. Like even though I tried to like tell myself it's just the first lap. Just just sit back, relax, just keep going, just keep moving. I just, there was like these two voices in my head that were fighting against each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to be positive, but it's not a positive situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm trying to fight my way back. And I ended up um, ultimately catching up with, with Cherish and Daniel and her friend Debbie. And um, I ended up staying with them for pretty much most of the race or most of that first lap anyway. And yeah, we make it to, we make it to that kettlebell swing and I've kind of made up a little ground and I'm trying to get back my mental game, I guess you could say. And mm -hmm. um, like I said, the volunteer didn't tell us like one was for the men and one <laughs> for, was for the ladies. And I have one of those sand kettlebells at home that's like, filled to capacity and I so oh. I train with that on the regular and I'm like why can I all of a sudden <laughs> not throw this stupid thing and every single time I threw it and I'm so hard-headed when it comes to this because <laughs> it's like I I pick up one I'm gonna complete it with that one that I started with because there shouldn't be any reason why I can't do it. I'm like, why can't I throw this stupid thing over that stupid pole over there? <laughs> I just started getting so mad. And I have, did, did you try any different throws or did you just do oh, the yeah. leg swing between your legs? Oh no, I, I tried, I tried several different throws. <laughs> I tried several different techniques and did you try to shot put it. Yes. I tried to shot put it and like, <laughs> well, the, sh the sand would like, it, cause you know, it shifts. So, <laughs> that's awesome i mean i try not to curse but curse words were flying out of my mouth <laughs> and daniel was at the z wall at the floating z wall and he was he was calling back to me he was like it's okay you got this he was you know trying to encourage me and finally i just took a deep breath i'm like anna you're throwing a fit and you're acting like a kid <laughs> so I told the volunteer, I was like, I need my coach over here. <laughs> I was like, I could really use my coach right about now. <laughs> and so Daniel, Daniel comes back running over and <laughs> he's like, he's like, what you need? What you need? You can got, you got this. Just, just throw it over. Just throw it over. And I'm like, it's not happening. I don't know why I can't do this stupid task. It's not even an obstacle. This is stupid. You know, I'm like in one of those modes mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm like, and then I just stop. I was like, Daniel, I just need you to yell at me. Can you just yell at me? Can you just yell at me and tell me that I'm acting ridiculous and I just need to suck it up and whatever. So he was like, so he yelled at me. He was like, come on, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. And then that's whenever I was like, 
let's approach this smarter. <laughs> let's turn around and try the other one. <laughs> so I that's turned, when you turned. That's what I turned around and I was like, let's so work. Daniel didn't realize that it was. No, 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 no one here. knew. No one knew at that point. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I, I don't know that anybody knew going into it, but nobody, we don't know that anybody knew that going into it but yeah so i just turned around i was like let's work smarter not harder okay so <laughs> i just simply turned around and tried the kettlebell throw that was right behind me and lo and behold i got it on my first try no problem <laughs> with room to spare on the other side and i'm like that's that doesn't make any sense but i'll take it so <laughs> so i pulled the kettlebell back across and i was done and then went to the floating z walls and then the walls and everything and then yeah and we ended up we ended up coming to limitless and thinking i've been here i think i've been here before but we we had gotten turned around so many times on the course and i think we had gone onto some penalty loops maybe but by the time we got to Limitless, our our watches were pretty much almost at seven miles, I think. And so we knew we Seriously? had got, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So we got to Limitless and that's whenever um, Jamie, one of the photographers at the obstacle was like, no, Limitless is supposed to be like the fifth obstacle on the course. But then I was like, oh, wait, no. But then whenever I look back on it. I, I came home and I looked back at the map again. It was supposed to be the fifth obstacle on the course, I believe. But I think they had done some but shuffling. Yeah, it. right. Correct. Yeah, because so, it was later in the race. Oh, yeah. It was sure. it was towards the end. So went through Limitless and, um, God, that was killer on my hands. But it was fun. I liked it. <laughs> I, I always like the monkey bars. It, it's, it's always fun. Yeah. Now, you were talking about getting lost in... We, we were talking about course markings earlier. Right. I know they said, you know, follow the white tape and don't follow the red tape. But then they had some that had white <laughs> and red tape. And I think that was yes. supposed to be penalty loops. But it wasn't it. It wasn't quite clear, like where the penalty loop started or ended or where you were supposed to get back on course or anything like that. Like it was very that was very unclear to me. Yeah, the only penalty loop that I that was like, oh yeah, this is the penalty loop for this obstacle was the rings, but then it got shut down. Right. So. Yeah. Hmm. So that got shut down, and then that was confusing too because the the very first lap we were able to go through the rings, so we just went through the rings, and then you went on through. So it kind of threw me off that we didn't do the rings the next lap, but then I mean, it just the trail just went around the obstacle, so it wasn't it wasn't too yeah. terrible, but yeah, it was. Whenever we came to Limitless and we thought it was supposed to be the fifth obstacle, we we're like, okay, where do we get turned around? <laughs> y'all thought y'all were really lost. Yeah, we thought we had made our way back to the beginning of the of of the course. Basically, we we're like, <laughs> okay, I have no clue where we're going now because I see yellow flags or I see white flags that way and I see white flags that way, so I don't know which way to go anymore. <laughs> so we just went through and then we just kept going through the course and then so by the time we all finished our first lap they were like yeah well some people are already out on their second lap at this point and mm. yeah at that point i was like my 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 whole strategy of having a uh, you know an unbroken first 
in second lap, we just completely went out the window. And, nice. you know, I had planned and strategized and everything leading up to this race. And I had practiced that way and trained that way and like all this hard work. So I guess it was just a culmination of like, I had put so much training into how I was going to approach this race and what I was going to do and how I was going to hydrate. And, you know, just all those little things that are going to matter on race day. I had I, I felt like I had I had practiced and I had trained that way and I had put myself in those conditions to where I was going to be hot and tired and miserable, but I was still going to have to keep going and, you know, come to find out there was course issues and people who were already on their second lap that had course issues on their first lap. And then so at that point, I was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to have fun with it. Like this is this, it is what it is <laughs> like. You can you can plan and you can plan and you can plan and this is just a prime example of it. Sometimes it, it won't really matter and you just have to adapt. And the timing lady was like, "Yeah, so cuz me and Cherish had gone we had gone head to head in Mandeville. She had she had completed four laps with me in Mandeville, but she ended up finishing after yeah. me. So we had gone head to head in Mandeville. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we had never actually gotten a chance to like get to know each other or talk to each other <laughs> before, before Saturday. But yeah, we, we went out on our, on our second lap together and like we were running we, we practically ran that whole second lap together and uh, nice. ran the whole time and yeah, and got to know each other. So it was really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun and I was like, man, uh, I knew this girl was awesome. <laughs> you know, I just never got a chance to know her, you know? So it was kind of, it was kind of cool to get to do that with, you know, a fellow competitor, especially because like I hadn't seen her since Mandeville last year. So I was like, I mean, yeah. this girl's just awesome. Other than that, there was just, there was other issues that contributed to like, you know, I just, I just want to enjoy my race at this point, <laughs> you know, right. kind of that, that kind of mentality is just like, I just kind of want to enjoy my race at this point. If it's, if it's not going to, if it's, if it's going to hurt me more than help me to push myself and it's not going to matter in the end, then, you know, I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm not going to stress out over it. I'm going to stop stressing out over it and I'm just going to have fun. And one of the cool things about, about my race on Saturday is that I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to win again. <laughs> because that was that was just a given at that point because of all the issues that they were having with timing and with other things. Oh yeah. So I knew that wasn't going to happen, and you know it. I don't know. I I mean I just had fun like going through the course and lapping through the course and like really getting to chat with some of the open heaters that were going through. One of my laps, this girl and her boyfriend were running with me because they were first timers out on the course, and. I was kind of giving them pointers on like how to how to attempt certain obstacles and they're like, "Oh man, I like running with you." <laughs> and I mean, they were having a blast and I mean, I guess it just kind of put it all in perspective for me because it I may have not been having the best race that I could have had that day, but like being able to run with a lot of those people that were just just out there having a good time with their friends, like you know, this is why I do this. <laughs> I don't do it for the podiums. I don't do it for the Facebook posts. I know that's why a lot of people are into all this stuff, but 
I mean, I don't, I, I just don't. It's, it's so much more fulfilling to me to like be out there with a whole bunch of my friends and, you know, get to see y'all since I don't, ha- I don't get to see all y'all, you know, a lot of the times except for our races and like, you know, get to have that experience for a whole day and we get to all suffer together and like be miserable <laughs> <laughs> and, and feel like crap afterwards. Yeah. I think that is probably the best takeaway that you can have is we weren't, this is a, a small local race. We weren't out there. Nobody was out there competing for $10,000. Exactly. They had, they had issues, but if you could get past that and still enjoy yourself and really more than anything, it's just a, a, a test for how are you going to do at world's toughest whenever something goes away that you weren't planning. Right. On. Exactly. How are you, how are you going to handle it? Exactly. Are you going to throw a fit? Right. <laughs> or are you going to step up and just keep on moving forward? Exactly. And, you know, this being a smaller race and me having so much success in the women's war zone heat in the past, you know, I kind of, I mean, it I puts that pressure on you. It, I did have a little pressure on me coming into the race and I knew Cherish was going to be there and I knew she was a legit competitor. And I knew my friend Ashley was coming because I talked her crazy butt into it. <laughs> and, and so, and I knew she was a really strong runner. So, you know, I knew I had some competition going into this race, but that's the thing is like, I, and I told this to Cherish whenever we were running together, it was like, I love the fact that a lot more women are getting into this endurance stuff because like this endurance club isn't just for, isn't just a boys club anymore. Like there are legit women out there who can, who can be endurance runners and, you know, complete obstacles and do the running and put themselves through hell and enjoy it. And enjoy it. And And be tougher than some, a lot of the guys. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing about the endurance stuff is though, is I guess what my biggest takeaway too from all of it was it really is not all about the podium because yeah, I've enjoyed getting first place in the past, whatever, but I really didn't feel any different getting second place this past weekend. Like I really (laughs) didn't because like you said, we're not out there competing for money. We're getting awards, yeah, but, and yeah, we can make that Facebook post that brags about, oh, I got this place and, you know, I did this many laps. But at the same time, it's really not about that (laughs) because I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Okay. (laughs) It's really not about that with the endurance stuff because there's not a lot of people that are that elite of of a runner to be able to go into those endurance races and really compete for that first place, second place, third place. If you're in an endurance event, like if you're running even just a trail run, 50 miler, 100 miler, it's more of like a personal thing for you. It It's a lot more personal and a lot more intimate experience for you, yourself because for this sure. is this is a goal that you've set for yourself that you know you're, you may not be on that level to contend for first, second, or third, but you've set a personal goal for yourself that you're going to do X amount of laps or X amount of miles. And if you do that, that's your personal achievement and nobody can take that away from you. And I want to, um, I want to use my friend Nathan as an example. He runs for team blue line. He was, um, he's common. He's, he's reviewed our podcast a couple times, Nathan Beiser. Mm-hmm. He runs for team blue line. Um, and he was running Warzone on Saturday and he had run Warzone previously in the past and um, he had never been able to get more than one lap. 
additionally, you know, he's also been dealing with some health issues himself. And he's been very, he's been very candid about his health, health issues that he's been dealing with, you know, being diagnosed with diabetes and, you know, trying to struggle with that and trying to make himself healthier for himself. So it was his personal goal to, you know, train, train his butt off. I mean, he trains harder than anyone I know gets up at three, four o'clock in the morning and trains and then would go to the park and train and then go. And recently he's started going to, um, to a gym to train with a personal trainer because now he's going for his personal training certification. I mean, this guy is literally a beast. (laughs) He's literally beast mode. Recently, he he found out from his doctor that he he could get off his diabetic medication. So that's like a huge accomplishment for him. Nice. Yeah, yeah, huge awesome. accomplishment for him. And I'm so proud of him. So proud of him. And he's like such an inspiration to everyone out there that just wants themselves to be healthier, healthier for themselves or their families, or right. just to be healthier. Yeah, and to be able to put that extra that to be able to put that much work in, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Yeah, you know, I I've if he's only completing one lap and I'm completing three or four, that doesn't matter. I see that guy's Facebook post and I can tell everybody that I know he works out harder than I Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he and he has a full time job and two kids and a wife. And it's like, you know, it's like, where does this guy find the energy? Because I want <laughs> I need some. I need some <laughs> desperately. But yeah, like I am super proud of how he did on Saturday. On Saturday, that was like such an incredible achievement for him because he got that second lap and that was freaking awesome. (laughs) I am super freaking proud of him because he works his tail off day in and day out. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is like that kind of achievement, that kind of goal that you set for yourself. No one can take that away from you and no one can cheat you out of that. Absolutely. So. That's I'm going to get off my soapbox now. (laughs) All right. So speaking of working hard and, uh, you know, personal goals and whatnot, let's talk about Daniel for a second. (laughs) 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 I know, you know, Daniel's leading workouts with you guys. And he, he, uh, according to Facebook, he's putting in, uh, uh, again, more work than I feel like I am. Um, So I see the guy pushing and working hard all the time. And uh, before this race, I know I've, I've raced with him before and seen him kind of go out a little strong yeah. and kind of fall back because of that. Right. And so I, I told him at the beginning, I said, uh, you're going to you're going to pace yourself this time. And he's like, yeah. And I said, all right, if you if you're with Lance, you're going too fast. Let's stop. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> so I, I noticed he did go out slower out of the mm-hmm. gate. So I was I, I, I felt like I was proud of him for that. Yeah. I don't know uh, exactly what happened. If he just had, you know, decided I'm going to keep a slower pace this time because mm-hmm. he said he wanted to run the whole time. But then later he got caught in that mud pit. Do you have yeah. any idea what happened there? I have no clue. I was on my second lap with Cherish and I had no clue what had happened. And I remember Nancy, one of the one of the staff members had come up to me and she was like, she's like, did you did you catch up with Daniel? I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh no, oh my gosh, he got dehydrated or something like that. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I just got to make it to the finish. I can just make it to the finish as quick as I can. And then um, whenever I was going over that cargo, the cargo net, the festival bridge, that's whenever his his sister-in-law and, and her kids were walking into the festival. And she told me he was all covered in mud. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was about head to toe almost. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and then I saw the picture that she had posted on Facebook after the fact. I was like, how did you? <laughs> I was like, I know exactly where that happened because that almost happened yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still don't know how that transpired. And I, I mean, I, I'm terrible. I haven't even asked them like how he even ended up there. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, please comment on the uh, Facebook post for this episode and let us all know what happened out there. We need to know. Because <laughs> I'm a bad girlfriend and I didn't ask. <laughs> I was just so worried that like he had dehydrated himself or something like that and he was having to like cool down under the tent or something. And yeah. But, well, yeah. I never really got a chance to tell Daniel how much I appreciate that he brought me out. Because my car was even further past the uh, parking lot because it was at this little house where the other like the volunteers were staying oh gosh but he drove me over to my car to bring it back and pick up all my stuff because yeah. there's no way like i said i was you know just feeling terrible so yeah i really appreciated that he's a good guy good coach <laughs> that's good <laughs> uh anything else that you want to say about the event before we sign off here no i think i you know i think it is it i'm yeah it was an intense crazy weekend yeah it was an intense experience and I think there's a lot of things that can be improved upon. There's a lot of positive things um, yeah. that were really great. And I'm, I'm just really glad that they had this event. Sid's only got upwards to go. You know, he can yeah. only get better. So, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it, as good as it is already, he's definitely got uh, room to grow and, yeah. and can only keep yeah, improving. Yeah, he's he's got a good foundation. And the battle crew has just, I mean, they're a whole bunch of really dedicated, hardworking people who definitely want to see, you know, see this event succeed because we, yeah. you know, we need more events like this down, down here. And we, we, you know, we love bringing these events to the people down here because we really don't get enough of these. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe Sid just don't do it in the middle of summer next time. <laughs> yeah. He said never again, <laughs> never again. He was asking how he could uh, improve you know, the conditions for the people running Warzone next time. And Number we're, one. We're like, AC. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can sign off there. You, you good? Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm happy with it. My kids are going crazy in the background. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, I will definitely break this in two episodes. Okay. <laughs> um, and post them throughout the week here. So yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. If y'all were out at that event, you know, the people that we got to see, thank you so much for talking to us and uh, saying hello. And... See you at the next one. Yep. I'm doing a little trail race. Just going to do a few laps night run uh, nice. this weekend instead of like going the full nine hours that I signed up for. Oh, gosh. Was that the was that the night run that? Oh, yeah. That was the night run that you had talked about the a few weeks ago, huh? Yep. The law knew it. So yeah. uh, I got to get my I got to figure out what's going on with me first. So <laughs> I'll just go get a it'll just be my training run for the weekend. Which right. Be nice at night. Yeah. You know, out of the heat. Yeah. So Well, good luck with that. That sounds fun, though. And uh, yeah, at least you won't have to contend with the heat and yeah, right. with your stress test and everything. <laughs> if you need a good cardiologist, I know <laughs> I may know some people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was good seeing everybody. It was good catching up with everybody as always at the event. And uh, yeah, happy training to everybody. And on to the next. On to the next one. <laughs> See you guys soon. Don't forget to follow, follow listen, listen and talk. And talk. What he said.
Declan, you want to say hello? No. Bye.